1: What's up nerds? This is just a couple of our slings, The Last Kingdom Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Alyssa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Wires
0: fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in season three, so we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcast Landia.
1: Okay, guys, I'm pretty sure that we're magic. Yeah, I'm I
0: think <laughs> we might be witches.
1: Because I 100 <laughs> percent agree. We have put some kind of spell or something out to the universe and it has come back And we've been rewarded for our ranting. Yeah, Um, like we literally.
0: Yeah, we. So we recorded our last podcast last night, and we talked about how frustrated we were with sort of the privilege afforded to the creators of Game of Thrones. David Benioff and DB Weiss. And literally, this, like, I went on Twitter a few minutes after we recorded the podcast, and literally everyone was talking about how the fact that they were stepping away from Star Wars and taking, they still have a ton of Netflix projects, and apparently that was like too much for them. Like, they were too (laughs) busy to do. Star Wars.
1: So busy. They're so busy. busy. Guys.
0: But um, um yeah, yeah, we were thank the goddess right. that- <laughs> we were worried about them handling Star Wars and what they were going to do, but uh we
1: don't have to worry about that anymore because
0: we're witches.
1: We, we did this, so like, let us know who you want us to take out next, right? Because we have some kind of weird energy going on, mm. and um, we need to harness it and use it to its full potential. I think. Yeah, um, I think you're. We going- have a responsibility <laughs> to do good in this world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think no, you're right. I think it's it's so funny to me. I just to think that. So yes, they have a two hundred million dollar Netflix deal. So they're going to be doing a lot of projects for Netflix and that's already in the can. But they'll leave Star Wars alone. But to leave Star Wars like my thing is Trying to pass it off as, oh, we're so busy, we just thought we'd give up Star Wars. Mm. Who the fuck gives Gives up up Star Star Wars? Wars.
0: Who gives up Star Wars? I
1: can't believe that it was all their decision to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, not coming on the heels of this panel and of how Game of Thrones ended, I feel like there were some conversations that were had. Yeah. And maybe it was decided by both parties that it was best to kind of step away.
0: Kathleen Kennedy reassessed. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, she hasn't always made the best decisions, but she's got to, you know, she's got to smell a fake when she sees it. And I think she's wised up to these guys. Mm. Um, You know what? She's probably pissed off about Daenerys and and her arc into the Mad Queen as well. So that's what you get for fucking your female characters.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't know how it all went down, but... um...
1: But we But I would I would like to think I <laughs> that I do. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah so, yes.
0: No more Star Wars our for thing them is, and we'll um, see who gets who gets to take this on instead of them.
1: Ugh God it has to be someone more deserving. I mean
0: the bar is so low. It's in hell um, so p- please no more mediocre white men to no take on no more mediocre
1: white men take on
0: Star Wars give it to somebody or we new. will
1: attack right?
0: <laughs> who knows how we'll use our power next <laughs> our,
1: our heads have gotten so big we can do anything okay right. so if you need us again if you need us to take on something just let us know right we've got some free time <laughs> So, yeah, so I guess, you know, we can skip over that um, really happy news and talk about it's Halloween right now. I guess, you know, when you guys hear this, it's going to be past Halloween. But who doesn't love talking about Halloween costumes? Right.
0: If Christmas can start, you know, in July when they start putting everything out for Christmas, Halloween can take a couple of extra days to be celebrated.
1: It deserves it because really Thanksgiving is is the holiday I think we should just all skip. So let's yeah. just go straight from like Halloween Halloween. To Christmas, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving has is good, and I love Thanksgiving, but sometimes— I mean, I like the just, food. Right. It's, you know, that's the best part. You can skip But I could over do it. without
1: some of the family, the extended family, mm. and just the kind of history of <laughs> the
0: holiday. It gets dramatic.
1: It's a little murky. right,
0: right. <laughs>
1: At a historical and a personal level, <laughs> it gets a little—it's a little difficult, too much. Yeah. stressful. Um, <laughs> but Alyssa, you said you've got two costumes planned, and you're not a super big Halloween person. So I'm not. What's going on there? You know, it just—I got
0: lucky, I guess. And now, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's one of the place, one of the bars downtown is having a Harry Potter themed bash yeah. on Thursday. So, I have been assembling a pretty incredible Luna Lovegood outfit. I'm very oh excited God, about yes. it. She is my Ravenclaw sister, so decided to Go with House Pride. There, Uh, she has
1: like the funnest look too. I know. Are you gonna wear like the quirky like glasses? Oh yeah. Kooky. I got the glasses.
0: I got the radish earrings. I'm going to get a couple of um purple balloons tomorrow to be dirigible plums. Like I'm going all out. I'm going all out. Okay. I like it. And then this weekend, I'm going with some friends to like a uh Corn Maze/Haunted Forest and I will be oh dressing God. I will be dressing up as Grunge Carol Danvers and I'm very excited about that too.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a that's a doable one too cuz I is. feel like everyone's got some Grunge Carol Danvers in their closet.
0: Exactly. All you had to do if is You're a 90s kid. I mean, all I had to do really was get the 9-inch nails t-shirt. So, that was it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Um I'm worried about your safety in this corn maze. <laughs> you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I have no sense of direction, but I'll if I have to like plow through the corn, I'll do it. <laughs> Guys, the,
1: the next few episodes could be our last. Right, right. Alyssa might, I might wind disappear up like here in a just, corn maze. <laughs> yeah, that like Stephen King in the tall grass kind of Oh yeah, uh, there's that movie, that go. Netflix
0: movie coming out of that. It's already out. Oh, is it? I haven't watched Maybe it. Maybe don't watch it don't, before you do I this. won't.
1: I'll watch it after I survive the corn maze. <laughs> yeah, and don't watch like children of the corn. Don't mm. just don't watch anything with corn. Corn related Fields. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Hard ask, I know. Um, I'm so lazy when it comes to Halloween costumes. My roommate is going to be um, Beetlejuice. Nice. Because she just loves that movie. So I'm going to help her, like, get into... That I'm gonna do her makeup and her hair, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to to be. I think her name is Grace. It's the bride and ready or not. Oh, that'll be so awesome! Yeah, like I've got some like I've got like a little thing of ammo that I'll wear and mm-hmm. like a shot a toy shotgun. Yeah, and um, then just like kind of like a wedding dress that I'm gonna rip up and wear some like yellow chucks. Yes. So, oh my gosh, it that'll just be. Felt like the easiest and also, like, the coolest that I could do in this time span that I've given myself. So
0: Yes. oh That, was, that
1: movie was so good. That's going to be an amazing costume. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you, though. So we went and saw that movie. Um, And I don't know if this, like, stuck with you as much as it did me. But when they—so, spoiler alert, they, you know, play this game of hide-and-seek. But it's, like, deadly game of hide-and-seek. Right. And they put on this record of this old— children's song i guess it's super like a and creepy song super creepy so fucking creepy mm-hmm. okay my roommate has like played that on repeat like every day since like we i mean there's Yikes. not been a day that like she has not played it and it it's scary shit it might shit be time for me. a new roommate that's upsetting <laughs> no, <and she's laughs> best. but she loves halloween to a degree that i just can't understand and so it's like we're we're you know beginning like we're in the process of moving so she's like home and she's you know cleaning things out and I just walk into a room and she's playing that fucking song (laughs) I'm "I'm out (laughs) um so yeah so she really loves that movie but yeah it's um it's a it's a lazy Halloween for me I think if we do anything else I'll probably I've got some like wardrobe things that I can put together to be um Natasha Leon's character in a Russian doll. Oh, so. Very cool. That'll be comfortable. Yeah. I like to go for comfort.
0: Yeah. none of my, Neither of my um, costumes are particularly precarious in the comfort department. I want to wear comfortable shoes if I'm going to be, you know, huffing it around <laughs> a <Walker laughs>
1: corn maze. <laughs> yeah no sexy handmade uh for me oh, thank you <laughs> god i just
0: i've never i've never been a sexy halloween costume person it's always been like a character that i like or something like cutesy stupid or like a joke or whatever but it's yeah I, i've never uh, been a sexy cat or anything like I, that
1: oh no i'm I'm more sophisticated than that, okay? <laughs> if I'm going to be dressing up as someone else as a 30 year old mm. and walking around corn mazes, it's not going to be in a sexy nurse costume. It's just like, not. It's That's, just the not. The time
0: for that is past. But even when that was, you know, the appropriate outfit for my age, I was never
1: a sexy nurse. Slash. Hell no. Too much work. Too much work. Well, speaking of work, guys. Mm. um, they put in a lot of work this episode. Episode, um, what episode are we on? Episode, episode eight. eight. <laughs> it's the
0: season finale of season two.
1: Season finale. It has taken forever to get here because we've been through so much. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of it has been good. So not complaining. Uh, but we still have more to get through because this episode just—it was a roller coaster.
0: It is. A lot happens in this episode, and a lot. And it's—I think it sets the stage really well for the next season too, and sort of the schisms that are starting to grow. And uh, it's not great for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of relationships are changing. Mm. A lot of alliances that have been there since the beginning are kind of crumbling. And it all starts with um, you know Uhtred and Ethelred return with the price that's been demanded for Ethelfled and. Uh, surprise, surprise, it's the entire wealth of Wessex. Yeah, it's <laughs> so...
0: 3,000 pound silver and 5,000 pound gold. That is not an insignificant amount of coin.
1: I mean, she's worth it. She's worth anything. But they don't have that. You know, it's... it's uh, They're basically paying for the army that's going to destroy them. And... I think uh out of everyone, it's Ada who is just like, nah, like we cannot do this. Yeah. Like we're we're going to destroy ourselves by doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think he comes at it from an interesting point because he is someone who has literally sacrificed his son, his family line for the good of Wessex right. and for Alfred. And so to see Alfred struggle to do the same is probably pretty annoying. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, he, I think Ada is, you know, he's sympathetic to Alfred's plight. Like, obviously, he knows that Athel fled is of value and that she's loved by her father and her people and all that. But Ada is looking at it like, you know, I can't sacrifice my men to save her and then immediately send them out to battle again once they've raised this army. You know, it's not, it's not a practical approach and it's certainly not a compassionate one to their people. Like I mm. get it fled has a lot of value and deserves to be fought for, but that's a that's a that's a steep cost cuz I it was really striking to me when you see um you know you see them taxing the people to raise this money and these peasants who have like nothing are having to give up their few coins to go and save a super wealthy prominent woman and it's it's very stark to see it laid out in such brutal terms you know
1: yeah so i i mean maybe i'm a little bit naive i did not think that was how it was going to go down. Like, I just assumed, you know, we had this silver and gold in a vault somewhere and we were just going to open it and, like, take it out. I'm sure there's <laughs> some of that, but not that much. Not enough. You know? it's, it's too much. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you see those peasants being, like, lined up and, and people demanding that they give, like, a, th- a third yeah. of their money, that's significant, you Yeah, know? especially for these people that are already struggling. It's just not a good look. And I think that really kind of strikes Otto because if we remember back in season the earlier in season one well it was mid season one maybe when they you know had that battle against Ubba and he's talking to Utred, he is very concerned about the safety and the welfare of his men. He feels a connection to these people that he's in charge of. And so when he brings it to Alfred, he brings it from that point of view of saying, look at this guy. He's I'm bringing him in here. He's just lost his wife and his daughters. He's You're asking him for a third of his money. And then in six months, you're going to ask him for his life. I mean, yeah. it's just not fair. And I think that's where Alfred and Otta differ. Otta is, is a man
0: of the people.
1: He is. He is such a man of the people. And Alfred is not. I mean, he's he's a bigger picture kind of dude. And it makes it easier to, you know, kind of sacrifice these lives that he just can't see the value in. You know, mm-hmm. he there's more value to him and Aethelflaed than there will ever be in his own people. Right. And I think that has really upset Otta this episode.
0: Well, you know, you know, Alfred talks a lot about how it's all for the dignity of Wessex, it's all for the glory of Wessex, but what is Wessex without its people? You know what I mean? Uh. So, you've got these, you know, these peasants who are giving everything they have. They're sacrificing their money, they're sacrificing their bodies for the dignity of Wessex. But if nobody's there to benefit from that, then who cares? You know, what's the point if, you know, you can write down, oh, Alfred did this, Alfred did that in your history books. But if your people don't get to benefit from that, then why are you even bothering, you know?
1: Well, that's what like strikes me too. Uh, and like, and I feel like we're ragging on Alfred a lot. But it's just because, you know, for the past couple seasons, he's been positioned as this person that does have the bigger picture in mind and mm-hmm. is fighting for United England. And that's such a good cause. But honestly, if you boil down so many of his decisions as as righteous as he is about how he's all for Wessex, a lot of the things that he does are very selfish. Sure. and, even approaching this, obviously he wants to save Aethelflaed because she's his daughter and she, he loves her. Sure. But the idea of of her being taken on this tour of Daneland and, quote, men would pay to take their turn, which, yikes. yeah, Like, he sees that as an affront to his reputation. Right. So, again, it goes back to him and how he will he will be remembered. It's just kind of skeevy. Like, it's—I I, get—if it were just because he loved Aethelflaed— I would respect it more. But I think there's He loves his into him. He loves his his legacy legacy. more than
0: he loves Athelflaed, I think.
1: More than he loves anything. And that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so there's that, you know, conflict going on. But it's not like things are any better for the Danes right now because, Mm. you know, Eric is skipping off to hang out with Athelflaed and they're plotting their escape and it's all super cute. But then, you know, Heston starts to pick up on how much time they're spending together and begins to see that union as a threat to his money. And so, because mm. without Ethel fled being, you know, parlayed back to her father, they are out, you know, pound, hundreds of pounds of wealth. And so he sort of sees this as a, well, if they aren't here to be used as bargaining chips, then why am I even bothering? So he, you know, clues in Siegfried on what's going on. And then the brothers have a bit of a falling out.
1: Yeah, they have a little tiff. And honestly, Eric should have just let Ethelflaed kill him. Like, you know, kill Heston, which he had the chance. Yeah. Um, it would have solved all of these problems. But, you know, unfortunately, I think, you know, young love, man. Yeah. It's blinding. And these two are just really concerned about you know escaping and um, she wants, you know, to, teach him to, wants read. to teach him his letters oh, it's so sweet <laughs> um, and they can't really see the kind of discontent that they're you know alone time is stirring in his men and yeah heston is like the just his jealousy is just so oh god it's so creepy but he's also a person that has the ear of powerful people Mm -hmm. he's a person that knows how to take advantage of a situation um he's he's smarter than than a lot of the warriors that they have so he's able to kind of manipulate the dumber ones into being like dude, like, what about your gold? Like, how do you feel about that? You right. know, so it makes sense that he's able to kind of easily and quickly sow doubt in Eric. And yeah, it's sad. It's It was sad to me as much as I don't like Siegfried. It was sad to see them at odds because yeah. they are, they have such a good bond. I mean, before fled and before this whole kind of uh, scheme to take over Wessex, you know, they were like, you know, risking it all for each other. They're mm-hmm. they're good brothers to each other. So it's sad to see that. But it's like Siegfried is just so kind of blinded by his ambition and Eric is blinded by his love and those are just always gonna be at odds.
0: Yeah, you know, part of me wonders how things would have shaken out if Eric had been honest about what he wanted with Athofled to mm-hmm. Siegfried. But I think you're right. I think um, Siegfried's ambition and Eric's love were always gonna be sort of diametrically opposed because Athelflaed is so important of a bargaining chip for, you know, Siegfried to use and to progress that it was never it was never gonna end well for this group and they were never gonna be on the same page.
1: You have humped her enough. You have fed and washed her enough. Do
0: not allow the man to see what I know for certain. You are going too fond of her. It is not her ass you want. It is herself. It will pass.
1: You have shamed me. What I have done is protect you. Right. So, you know, now that Heston is kind of uh, whispering in people's ears, Siegfried kind of clues in and he's like, oh, man, I don't want to lose this. Um, you know, treasure that we're going to have. So he ends up you know, putting Aethelflaed in a cage, hanging her up in the hall so all the men can watch over her. It's all of their gold. Yeah. They all have a stake in it. Right. Um, it makes total sense from his point of view. It sucks for Eric, mm-hmm. uh, who is just, like, strolling down the hall, like, so excited to see his bae. He's got this little smirk on his face, and then he realizes she's been taken from her, like, room. Yeah. And just freaks the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's a sad. It's a sad moment, and you kind of get this feeling, you know. So their plan had been for Eric to, you know, get some of his most trusted men together. They would spirit her away in the night, like just take her from her room because his guards are watching her, and Uhtred would come in through the river and kind of take out these guards of the ships, and then they'd get on a ship and just go away, yeah. you know. And that was that was the. Perfect plan, and of course now this is ruined, and you just feel like the dread settle in your stomach because it's just not going to go well.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it sucks because because of uh, the limits in communication at the time. There was really no way for them to let Utrid know, hey, right. this isn't going to work anymore. You can't send a text. <laughs> he sent away their only messenger to, you know, send the initial note to Utrid, and so they— they're kind of screwed, you know, like Uhtred, of course, was never going to just abandon Athelfled And, you know, you have, he has that moment in Cookham with Gisela where she, you know, she tells him that Alfred will definitely see this as a betrayal and they will have to leave, you know, they will have to abandon the life they've built in Wessex. But, you know, Athelfled had asked him for her help and he can't deny her, you know.
1: But what becomes of you? of us Alfred will see it as a betrayal you will have broken your oath
0: we leave He's
1: yeah and I think Gisela knows that too sure. she's just wanting to she wants him of reiterate, to know like, the we gotta have a plan to get out yeah. yeah
0: like she's you know she's on board she'll you know support him in this decision but she just wants to make sure that he knows exactly what it's gonna cost him if this plan goes through and it's a lot sure. it's a lot yeah
1: and it's so interesting to see. So he's wrestling with that, and at the same time, Otta is wrestling with his own kind of betrayal that he's planning. Yeah. It's they they walk parallel paths this episode, and I wish. You know, for just a moment, they had, you know, trusted each other enough to tell each other their plans because I feel like maybe they could have worked it out. I mean, maybe not. Maybe Otto would have been like, no, like, I don't want to see a Saxon princess ship off with a Viking warrior. That's not a good look. You know, who knows how he would have responded. But he's kind of fighting this the same war of. So Alfred has basically dismissed him. From his service, and yeah, he, he's, he did it in to- such a terrible way. You no
0: longer serve a purpose. Then, with your permission, Lord, I shall return to my estate and my wife at Devonshire, whilst it is still a Saxon
1: estate. That would be for the best.
0: I don't understand Alfred's inability to see the sacrifices that people make for him. Like, he does that with Utrecht, he does that with Otto. Like, Otta literally killed his son and ended his family line in favor of Alfred's plan. It's not like these are casual acquaintances or people that he can't trust to have his best interests in mind, but he still, if they don't, one hundred percent fall into line over what he thinks is right. He automatically dismisses them, and so yeah, he's
1: becoming a bit of a, a tyrant, to be perfectly honest. Like yeah, he's,
0: and you know he sends well, he tells otta to go home to Devonshire, and you know he'll let him know if he's needed. But of course, is not going to do that. Like he is at his core a man of action, so he's going to raise the Devonshire feared against Alfred's wishes and will sort of ride to war against these Northmen because they're starting to attack Wessex. It's not just about Athelflaed anymore. And so he sort of sees it as his duty to like, well, if the king isn't going to take action, then I am.
1: Yeah. And of course, Ethelwald is there to, you know. Much the same way Heston does to kind of whisper seeds of doubt, mm-hmm. kind of plant those seeds. He sees, you know, how he sees this kind of schism between Alfred and and Oda and so he goes to him and is like, you know what? If I had, if I had these men and I could raise an army, I would do it. And yeah. so to hear that from someone like Ethelwald, of course, that is going to be like, mm, God. Well, if this dude would do it, I need to do it. Right. So it only gives him it gives him the final push. I think that was already in his mind and. It just sucks. I mean, it, it sucks that things have kind of deteriorated this much where he's drinking in a like a peasant's like pub and getting just, you know, white girl wasted over here yeah. and ends up having to be like babysitted by Baby monk and. Oh, baby monk and clap on (laughs) either side of him sleeping. I mean, (laughs) what the fuck would you do if you woke up in bed with this, dude? Right. That was an odd
0: night for everybody, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think you just
1: drank more to make sure you forgot whatever happened. Right. (laughs) He's kind of been humiliated in every way he can. And at the same time, he's like facing down this inevitable fact that you know wessex is going to be destroyed like Mm -hmm. they're paying for their own destruction and so it makes sense that he he would make this call and he sends someone ahead so he can meet his guys on the road yeah he sends alfred spy back on foot so that they can't stop him out of here poor poor pier he's (sighs) a good man yeah yeah i like him not a log walker no Um,
0: but I will be the last <laughs> person travel to throw buddy. that stone. I would not be. I would not be great at a. Your feet Saxon, would be blistered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saxon methods of travel would not agree with me. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like he's wearing like Doctor Scholl's comfy tennis mm. shoes. Like I'm sure right. he's like in barebone sandals or something. Right, a, a glorified slipper. Yeah, basically. So, so he gets sent back to Alfred. Uh, Otto's got his plan going, and then Uhtred. Because he has not gotten that change of plans text from Eric is still, like, gung-ho on the river. Mm-hmm. They're waiting till nightfall to attack. There's more men, but it's like, what are you going to do? We're already here. Yeah. And I just want to, like, give a shout out to Utrid because I know this dude is, like, so versed in battle and he's such a good warrior Mm -hmm. but that whole thing of like breaking the reeds and using them to like breathe underwater
0: did Uhtred offend snorkeling? he might have (laughs) I think he did uh,
1: I mean, is that where it came from? Because I think so. That was so smart.
0: You know, I feel like breaking these down, da- breaking these episodes down one by one like this has really shown. Like it just, it really highlights like how much Uhtred grows and how he gets mm. so much smarter as the series goes on. And yeah, he invented snorkeling. And <laughs> <Who> weaponized <knew? laughs> snorkeling,
1: um, oh, but yeah. yeah, that stealth water attack was just—it was so good. Uh, that was so, we've seen a lot of fighting and some battles, um, so it's always fun to like see a new kind of Sneaky. just to see a spin on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that kind of shit. Yeah, and me so, too. Yeah, I was like, I was cheering him on this. I was I was like, dang!
0: I was like, yes, I'm so sorry. Utrend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I'm sorry for every bad thing I've said about you because that's impressive. I pray that when battle comes, I will not fail you. As for the times, we're all afraid.
0: Courage is finding the will to overcome your fear,
1: nothing more. And then they take out the ship's guards. Poor baby Monk really struggles uh, with that. Well, you know, he
0: was afraid when they were leaving Cookham. You know, he told him up front, he's like, I am not ready for this. <laughs> Dude, I'm scared. <laughs> I am scared. I am not skilled with a sword. And you could just, ugh, in that battle on the dock, you can just see it on his face. He's so afraid, but he doesn't want to be a coward, but he chooses the wrong path. And, right. you know, he kind of he overly stabs a dude who was basically dying anyway and he gets really harshly rebuked by Utred and is like, No, don't do that. That's not your kill and it was just it was a rough it was a rough introduction to the art of war for Osforth and he's got a lot of growing to do.
1: He does. He's got a lot to learn. Um I mean it felt realistic though. Sure. this is a kid. He's been raised in a monastery. He would not he would not just be some, you know. He wouldn't take to killing um, no. in the same way Uhtred would. Oh so, yeah, no,
0: it definitely it made sense one hundred percent for the character for just him hard to, to wash. Uh, <laughs> I know it was just it was devastating because he's such a pure soul and he just yeah. he had a hard time.
1: He gets better though, guys. Uh, so they, you know, they take the water. They take the docks. Um, and no one comes. Right. And so, of course, Uhtred is like, look, we're here. This is about more than just, like, helping Eric and his plan. This is about saving Aethelflaed, mm-hmm. and we've got to do that. Like, we've already made it this far. They're going to notice that their guards are, gone, ga- like, dead at some point. And by then, you know, our element of surprise is going to be gone. If we do this, we have to do it now. Well, Eric
0: does come out and is like, hey, things are not going to work. This is bad. Yeah.
1: Once they decide to, like, go into... The fortress. Right. Um, they like meet him in like the stables or, or wherever it is, and and he's like, "Look, we've had a, a snag in the plan, guys. You know." Um But I think it's just so interesting to see him, to see him like Uhtred decide that because it's such a ballsy move, mm-hmm. and then to see the guys be like, "They've they've argued against it. They're like, this is not smart." Yeah. When Finnin is
0: like, "Hey, I think this would be unwise if we just threw ourselves into there," you know things are something's bad. wrong. <laughs> things are bad. If Finnin's like, Finnan is telling
1: you it's a bad idea. It's a maybe terrible I think the idea. idea. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, we love Finnan, but he's not. Um, he's not on board. <laughs> he's a reckless sort. Right. I would say. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, when your
1: recklessness is uh,
0: outpaced, Finnan's <laughs> check your life.
1: Because at your life. Check yourself Look at your before you yourself. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. So Eric lets them know, you know, the change in plans, and and again, Uhtred. I mean, just strokes of genius left and right. This episode is like, well, if we're gonna get her out of that hall, we've got to get everyone else out of the hall right. first. And they're and all in so, there,
0: you know, getting shit faced, oh, totally yeah, drunk, because yeah. it's their last night to party before they have to go to war, and. You Know if you're prepping for a battle, you might as well ruin your body with alcohol, so you know, for sure. It makes I sense mean, to it's, me,
1: <laughs> it's like St. Patrick's Day celebrations, oh God, yeah. like times 10. Right, like it's
0: a lot, and then you have to go to war instead of just your office job the next day, so right, you know. yeah,
1: the hangover is gonna be rough. Mm. Um, so they, they set fire to the fortress, uh, Siegfried kind of sees it, and everyone rushes out to start trying to put out this fire, you know, because mm. obviously. The first thing you do when you see everything on fire is not what's happening. Is someone planning something? It's like, put this fire up before we burn to death. So, you know, they take advantage of that kind of hysteria and that chaos and come in and try to rescue Ethelfled. Of course, they send send a decoy out because Uhtred also knows that— Yeah, the fire's going to keep them busy. But if they see someone who looks like Ethelfled, they're going to follow her escaping the fortress. They're going to follow her Um, because that's their money. Yeah, Yeah. so they send a a decoy in her place, and that you know takes care of Heston and a few of the other uh, fighters for the time being. But while they're trying to get Ethelfled out of the cage, Siegfried kind of wises up. He's like, "Where's my brother? I don't see him." Yeah, he goes back to the hall, and then shit gets real. Erik. do not do this. Do not dare to do this, brother. Please let me have this one chance. I cannot let her go. She's her fortune. She's her reputation.
0: Yeah, you know they're they're trying their best to get Aethelflaed out, but it's just it's not enough. And then Siegfried shows up, and you know he sees his brother basically betraying him in favor of this woman, and. He kind of goes mad like I would if my sister was like, you know, betraying me while we were trying to take over the world. I'd probably not handle like, it very you, well. Sis?
1: But, yeah. No, well, and he's doing it with this guy who has chopped off his, his hand. hand.
0: Yes, I think having Uhtred there and having Eric working with Uhtred was just, it was the last bit of Didn't salt help. in the wound, you know. And yeah. so they fight and Siegfried stabs the shit out of him and Eric dies Ugh. and it's just it's devastating. Ethelfleet season Ethelfleet she whimpers it.
1: while she's taken away and, and it's, it's just the worst and we knew it was coming. I, I
0: know, but it's so much worse to see it. And it is. so yeah, and so Siegfried is, you know, he's angry at his brother but he's still devastated, you know, like they were going to do this together and he thought that his only option to still, you know, win was to kill his own brother, and that mm-hmm. you know takes a toll.
1: Yeah, it was it was really heartbreaking that their final moments together, just to see Siegfried kind of break down and be like, "You did this, like you, yeah, you, ruined you killed this. us both." Yeah, yeah, uh, it was brutal. It's a it's a it's a heartbreaking moment um, again. Uh, The life of a Viking warrior is not one for me. No. I I have to say, every episode really. Reaffirms my belief that I would not do well in this time period. No,
0: no. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, Utrin and his guys, they take Athelflaed and they escape. Poor Klappa sacrifices himself to die oh, while they're the getting worst. away. He's like
1: Hodor I, holding the door. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. And they leave and they run into. Um, Ada's men and Alfred's men who are, you know, bitching each other out when there's a Danish <laughs> army that's in disarray, not that far from them. But they're dealing with their own internal problems to take advantage of that moment.
1: Yeah, they've, they're have they hashing out a little spat up on the hill mm-hmm. while everything else burns, burns around them. And so they get Ethelfled there and so she's she's good and, and Alfred and knows is, that it's Uhtred who saved
0: her which is you yeah know.
1: again again yeah, I'm sure that stings yeah um, and Uhtred's like lord like we've we've got them their numbers are down they're all like everything's in disarray like now is the time to fight to just quash this so you don't have to worry about this again yeah and it takes Alfred hella long mm-hmm. to raise that fucking shield wall I was so annoyed with him yeah
0: well Siegfried shows up and he's like ready to die. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. It's his time. Yeah. He's he's declared it.
0: Yeah. But yeah, the shield wall goes up and Heston is like, Mm,
1: I don't I don't think this is for me.
0: <laughs> like I'm not getting paid for this man. So <laughs> bye. This is not the overtime
1: I agreed to. Yeah, I'm, you got to pay me before I like do any work for you. You know what I mean? Right. Like first rule of freelance. So <laughs> right. he's he's out, and uh, I think Siegfried could care less because he's just he's ready to, to go to Valhalla. Like it's it's not been a good night for him. No, um, no. <laughs> so they they fight. You know, Alfred and um and his men, and I will say uh, this:
0: for as outnumbered as they were, like they broke that shield wall pretty immediately. I
1: it just kind of. I think it, like, what that fight told me is that Otto was, like, completely right to worry about arming them, like, giving them that money to yeah. raise that army. Yeah. Because if this small faction could do something like that, mm-hmm. imagine what, like, thousands of pounds of silver could buy the brothers. You know what I mean? It yeah. been It would have been just the worst. Yes. Like, there would have been no Wessex. Hashtag Team Otta, He was right. He was right. In the end, he was right. Yep. So, yeah, so they give him a run for their money. And, and even Uhtred is, you know, bleeding, down for the bleeding out of the mouth it. and, yeah. Yeah, like, not looking good. And he's shouting Siegfried's name because he wants to distract him because Siegfried is all about Aethelfled. getting to Ethelfled. He sees her as the root cause of all of his problems. Right. So him and him and Utrid kind of uh, get dirty, get in the mud Fight and, and get down. But it's Uhtred, Uhtred is not the one who gets the final kill. Hell, no, he's not. Nope. Because he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't. It's Athelred,
0: <laughs> which kind of makes me frustrated. Not frustrated that she got the kill, but frustrated because, like, Uhtred jumped in to save Athelred. So, technically, she, like, saved her husband, who's such a shithead. So it's like uh like I'm glad that she got the kill but also couldn't he have killed Athelred first before Could we have let it go a little <laughs> right, bit longer? Right. <laughs> so but no, yeah, um, she she got the vengeance for the man that she loved and it was devastating. Yeah and, sh- and-
1: like funny enough like looking like rewatching watching it mm. um, the way that Eric dies which is like a knife to like the chest is the same way that Siegfried dies yeah. and so it felt very like poetic symmetry. in that way that it was, Narrative it was Symmetry I love I know, it. I know the nerd in us is just like uh, ugh, jumping up and down I was an I'm English sorry, major guys. I love this
0: shit like he broke his yeah. brother's heart and then she broke his <laughs> she
1: did his ah! yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah um so good <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't you ever find yourself like sometimes when you you recognize these kind of payoffs and things just wishing you were back in like an English class oh, and the professor the was asking all the time and you could raise your hand and be like, I know the answer. Right. Right. Yeah. All the time. Every day of my <laughs> life. It's so satisfying. It's I'm sorry. It's such a nerd thing, but I love it. Yeah, um, I get so, it. Yeah. So. It's very satisfying to see Æthelflid kind of deal that final blow to Siegfried. Mm. And then we, you know, we kind of jump ahead a little bit and we see her and Uhtred share this moment when they're back in, in Winchester where she tells him some very surprising news. Is it that surprising? It's not that surprising because they were probably humping like rabbits the entire time. I
0: love Eric, but he doesn't seem like a dude who'd be that concerned with birth control. About birth control. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not the haircut of a man who's like, babe, we got to use a condom, you know? like Got to be safe, babe. (laughs) So, yeah. We're not in
1: the financial situation to have a baby right now, babe. We're not ready. Um... (laughs)
0: um but yeah you know she's like you know there's a pretty good chance that uh i am pregnant and if i need you to get me out of this shitty situation with my husband will you do it and of course utrid is like yeah like obviously don't you realize i guess don't you realize how much i'm willing to put on the line for
1: you and your shitty father like come on obviously i'll help you um yeah so again he makes it he swears an oath yeah um I think I I like this one much more than his oath to Alfred, yeah. but it's still swearing an oath. So, yeah. you know, Uhtred keeps binding himself to these people and to this kingdom. And it's like, I get why, you know, of course, I would not say no to Aethelflaed, mm. but it's... I mean, he just keeps putting himself in a tougher and tougher position, and then and he, Alfred is very quick to remind him of that. He's like, "All right, ugh. you're free to go as
0: my oath man. Like, you'll yeah, be back, fucker, buddy." Dude. Yeah, God, it's he's the worst. Yeah, I know. I struggle with Alfred every day. Um, yeah,
1: but he's really deteriorated this season for me. I mean, he's gotten he's gotten pretty unbearable mm. towards the end of this season.
0: Yeah, and you know, Athelwald like. He I just you know, I didn't hate Athelwald this as much this time around. Like, obviously, he has his shit stirring moments, but he helped out Ada in a rough spot, you know, like Mm. he brought him the knife so that he could, you know, sort of have his more honorable death. And yeah, he died so his people would not be punished. And that is that's a that's a it's an, a baller move. It is. And it's an appropriate way to go for a man who has done so much for his people.
1: Yeah, I think. But it sucks. In, it sucks. It sucks. It's the worst. I mean, in, in Alfred and Otto, you see two different ki- ty- kinds of men. Mm-hmm. You know, Alfred is a big picture guy, but he could really care less about the little guy. And Otto is the complete opposite. And it just sucks that. They were so at odds that even after all of this, because Alfred could have explained this away. He could have covered up sure. some of the insubordination. Um, no one really knew. Otta told his men that this is what Alfred wanted. So right. really no one there was but no the reason people that Alfred to die. bitched to. Yeah. Exactly. No one knew. But Alfred just can't stomach people standing up to him and disobeying him and that's the worst kind of betrayal you could you could ever make. And yeah. so he can't get over himself long enough to see that what his friend was doing was what was best for his country. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that it ends that way between them because they were, you know, such a good pair and yeah. uh Otta is such a good dude and I'm glad that he got to go out the way he wanted to go out. But I hope it really weighs on Alfred because, you know, he deserves to like not sleep over this. Yeah,
0: I wish I wish Otto would haunt him like Jacob Marley style. Like,
1: ooh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, that is not the case. But yeah, Uhtred rides off. Fate has made my sword Saxon, but I'm really a Dane, and I'm just like, man, you just need to be free of both of these people, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's not. It's interesting. It's a. It's a good way to end this season. Mm -hmm. And it's also such an interesting way to start the next because none of these issues between him and Alfred have been resolved. Yeah. Um, If anything, they're kind of just like sitting there stagnant, like building up resentment and anger and just distrust. And so, like, it feels like a reset, but it also feels like, yeah, we're going to come into this like fresh season. Right. But we're still going to have some baggage. It's going to be a rough, a rough go for everybody. For sure, and I think, I think it's good to to move on to our uh, next season wishes. Yeah, I always love when we change this up to next, next season, season wishes. It makes us feel so accomplished. Yeah.
0: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, "What's your secret?" That's dot slash wondery.
1: It's time for our next season wishes. This is when we issue our demands um, for upcoming episodes or seasons, uh, like the spoiled toddlers that we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Alyssa, what are you thinking is going to happen next season? So, yeah,
0: you know, we've got another season over. We did it. They did it. You know, a lot of people are still alive. And I think this season finale, you know, sort of leaves everybody in really interesting places. Um, and I can't wait to see that play out. You know, like, Athelred knows exactly how terrible her husband is, but her time with Eric and with the Danes has left her a bit tougher to handle him, you know? Like, she's she's seen what she can make it through, and after that, like, Athelred, is, he's easily manipulated and gotten rid of. Um, You know, like Uhtred is beginning to lose faith in Alfred as a leader and he's wondering why he's serving him. You know, Gaisela still knows everything. Osfor still knows nothing. And these are, (laughs) you know, these are all things that I can't wait to see developed. You know, I think this season ends with everybody sort of on the path towards change. And I can't wait to see what that is.
1: Yeah, seriously. Where is that Paul Red meme when you need it? Yeah. because we have done it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> it applies Look to every us. situation in life. <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Um, <laughs> honestly, it feels like it feels like this episode gave us a reset. Um, I think a, anything really could happen next season. I think I'd like to see Uhtred make some moves to oh, girl. I know that's like a pipe dream, but <laughs> I'm going to hold on to it Wait. until it happens. Um, God, what if the show ends with Utra never making it to Bebenberg? <laughs> he doesn't
0: make it to Bebenberg for a like a long time in the it. books. Like books on books on books, not to Bebenberg.
1: I mean, I guess that's good for us because like maybe it means more and more seasons. Mm. But like the show's kinda over it. <laughs>
0: when Udred makes it to Bevenberg. <laughs> to Bevenberg.
1: But. but just I just wanna know that we will get there. Right. <laughs> um and right now that's not clear. No. So I'd love I'd love to see, you know, making some progress towards that. I don't think we're gonna get there next season, but I'd like to make progress towards it. And um I'd like for Alfred to get what's coming to him because man did he suck this season. And mostly i'd like to see i think ethel fled flourish like she's been through so much um and i want her to thrive and i also you know want her to knock her piece of shit husband around with a piss bucket every now and then because that would make me feel good so yeah
0: i am on board So, The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters, and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our arsling of the episode is the character who goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Jessica, who was your arsling this episode?
1: So it's going to be two. It has to be the power couple that Aww. is Eric and Ethel fled. I know. Um, sad, it's their last last moments together. You know, they rolled with the punches. They survived being put in cages. They held on to that promise of young love for as long as they could. Um, And, you know, Eric gave his life for her, and she avenged his death. And really, sonnets should be written about their romance. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's Romeo and Juliet, medieval times, and I don't think we'll see anything like it again.
0: No, and it's Romeo and Juliet where they weren't dumb teenagers who accidentally killed themselves. It was like (laughs) actual, there were real stakes here, and it was, it didn't end well for them. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was more badass. (laughs) Right, right. Um, But yeah, I couldn't agree more. But um, since you're giving them the shout out, I am going to pour one out for a real one, Otta. Um, yes. He's been a mainstay for both seasons, and few people have had the guts, you know, to truly stand up to Alfred when they think he's wrong. And Otta went out, you know, putting his people first until the end. And I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but I really do think Alfred will miss his counsel more than he knows, you know, because you can't just have yes men if you're going to be a successful king.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to be hurting next season without Ada, Um, especially if you think... You think of the people that he has left yeah. which I mean who the fuck does he's he have left he's losing
0: advisors very quickly and surrounding himself with weak men
1: like idiots I mean he's got Bioka over here but Bioka's answer to anything is like God will provide right and then he's got Ethelred and Edhelm over here who are just kind of conniving every chance they get and right. they're both and idiots at who he
0: doesn't trust anyway so <sighs> why why
1: yeah it's a mess yeah. who, do, who do you got in your court buddy not a lot Alright guys, get ready to shame none the worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're a Saxon or a Dane, anyone can be a turd, and we're calling out the biggest one of the episode— so Alyssa, who was your turd this
0: week? Well, we had a lot of options in this episode. <laughs> a lot of bad behavior going around, but I'm gonna go with Heston. Like this guy, mm. he traded in Eric and fled for the promise of a few pieces of silver, you know. You know, this guy doesn't care who he has to double cross in order to get his payday, and he's just he's always gonna be looking out for number one. So he is truly the cockroach of the last kingdom, and I know he'll be back and I will not be happy to see him.
1: Yeah, we have not seen the last of him. No. That is, that's such a sad thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like, we had so many options. And for me, it's a toss-up because, you know, between Siegfried and Alfred. Mm. Because on, on the one hand, you know, this dude killed his brother for some silver. Like, that sucks. The other sacrificed his best friend for his own reputation. So that's pretty shitty, too. Right. And, um, you know, I think Siegfried, obviously, he he's dead now. And he was a momentary annoyance. I think, for me, Alfred continues to kind of ruin everything good around him. Um, and his dig at Uhtred at the end of the episode, Awful. his kind of righteousness over his reputation, and also the way he handled his friend. I mean— aside from even, you know, saying, I'm going to put you on trial and then we're going to kill you for being a traitor. The way he like dismissed him early in the episode where he said, you know, your injury and your appetite for wine have robbed us both of your worth. You Ugh. no longer serve our purpose. Like, yeah. That's harsh. That's way, I mean, way
0: harsh, Ty. Like that is awful.
1: Yeah. So I just, I think if you're a king and if you're a, if you want to be a good king you have to recognize the value in people and reward it and um give something back i mean it can't just be all about giving to you and so alfred has not learned that and i hope i hope he goes through some shit next season is all i'll say yeah yeah Yeah.
0: Now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2019, the world is on fire, and honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this episode. Jessica, it's not a sexy mm. episode.
1: Like, <laughs> Did we have any thirsty <laughs> moments? I'm trying to think. Um, No, I mean, there were, there were wet moments. Like, we had that, like, sneak attack on the, on the docks. But, like, I don't think that's the (laughs) kind of wet we're looking for in this section. No. Um, mm, I think, like, possibly the hottest bit came, of course, with Eric. um, When he's, like, strolling down that hall to see Ethel Fled with that kind of satisfied smirk on his face. Mm. Like, that's hot AF, in my opinion. I think, like, I don't know. Just their love and just how... I think he wised up, like he w- he was showing it too much. But before that, when he's just like so happy in in his relationship and and how he feels about her, yeah. that was that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I get it. Um, question: Do you listen to Thirst Aid Kit the podcast?
1: Oh my gosh, I have listened to a couple of episodes. Okay. And I also saw their call to Netflix to give them a show, and I would like to yeah. um, 100% support that call. <laughs> yes,
0: agreed. Turn their travels into an anthology show. But the reason I mentioned that is last week's episode was really good. They had um, Nicole Cliff on, who is always just Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Love. And they talked about um, competency kink, where it's basically just the idea of like seeing somebody do something well is always hot, no matter what yes. it is. And yes. I feel that whenever these guys from Cook'em are like heading off into battle, I'm like, yes, they're all very capable, very good at what they do and I like that. So And they know it. Right. They know
1: that they're good. There's something in that too. It's like ooh, yeah. Yeah. 100% so I agree. was
0: when I was watching this episode, I was like, damn, Bim and Nicole are correct.
1: Shout out to Thursday Kids. Thursday Kids, go listen to
0: them; they're amazing. Um, But yeah, that's that's all I can think of. Whenever these guys are like heading off into battle, is they know what they're doing, and I like somebody that knows what they're doing. So,
1: I mean, that's hit the nail on the head. I think that's completely right. Mm. I think it's safe to say that we have never been accused of being unenthusiastic in our fandom. We annoy our friends, our family, and now you are devoted listeners. Welcome to Geek Out, where we will offer up our humble suggestions about what we think you should be watching and reading. Alyssa... Uh, I think our geek out is the same. It is the because same. Why would it not? Be right, this we week?
0: are stoked to talk about the the latest trailer for The Mandalorian.
1: The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That's how the that's the theme song. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> we um, should record yeah. it and
0: send it to them. And be like, hey, do this.
1: <laughs> to um, <favor>. to yeah. <laughs> Hey, Betty. uh, We have a great idea. Yeah, (laughs) Um,
0: but yeah, yeah, this is the new show um, coming to Disney Plus, which launches. In, like, mid-November, I think?
1: Yeah, Um, I think it's mid-November for this one. Yeah,
0: and it stars Pedro Pascal, who I love, as a bounty hunter. (sighs) And the show takes place a couple years after Return of the Jedi. So it's, like, after the fall of the Empire, but before the rise of the First Order. Um, And it's basically, you know, a badass bounty hunter who looks like Boba Fett, but isn't Boba Fett. Um, you know, scouring the galaxy. He's Pedro
1: Pascal. <laughs> he's Pedro
0: Pascal. And I really hope he doesn't wear a helmet for the
1: entirety of the show. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm so glad you said that because uh, every tease that we've seen, including this trailer, it's he's always in his helmet, which right. is very, like it's such a good vibe it's a very mysterious kind of like badass like vibe uh, that they're going for with this show and so I get it but also the irony of Pedro Pascal I know
0: I know that's the thing I'm like finally Pedro Pascal's wearing a helmet that'll save his life Um, (laughs) (laughs) after he should have never seen Game of Thrones I know but I'm like he's so charismatic and so goddamn handsome like I hope he's not just you know a silent presence under the helmet because that would just that would be a waste of Pedro Pascal. So
1: Yeah. Um so so go see the the trailer because it's It looks so, cool. so good. It's and also
0: Werner Herzog is doing the voiceover. Like what is Let happening? <laughs> Who convinced him to do this? Right? Like, like ugh, It's an odd choice, but it worked for me.
1: Um It worked. Yeah. I was so shocked and like surprised at how Thoroughly, I enjoyed his like voiceover yeah. in that trailer. It gave it like a bit of
0: gravity like, again.
1: Like, yeah, like th- this is serious. Yeah. Like, this isn't just like a fun little Disney uh, Star Wars show. Like, this is gonna be legit. Yeah.
0: Well, I know Taika Waititi's re- directing a couple of episodes, so like it's gonna yes. be legit. It's gonna be oh, so it's legit. gonna be
1: so good. It's gonna have some good humor in it. Um, I I hope that it kind of it feels like it's it borrows in tone. Um, from the the first trilogy, and I I kind of love that. So, mm.
0: Yeah, uh. I'm really stoked. I think it's going to be exciting. And, like, I'm, you know, as we have so many different streaming service options kind of staring us down that are, like, even, mm. like, not even the ones that we already have, but that are on the way. Disney Plus is probably the one where I'm like, yes, this is the one I'm getting. Like, I need to hear a little bit more good stuff about, like, Apple TV Plus before I'm going to... Pony up for that one because I keep seeing yeah. I keep seeing the trailer for the morning that show thing. and I keep hearing Reese Witherspoon saying that she doesn't fit any mold. And I'm like, really? Reese Witherspoon, beautiful white, thin Reese Witherspoon. Mold. Like, mm, <laughs> I don't believe you. The mold was modeled
1: after you. Right. So <laughs> I, I love just, you, girl, but come on. Right.
0: So that's when I'm holding off a bit until I hear better things. But Disney Plus is they got me. They got me with Star yeah. Wars. Yeah.
1: No, I've I've there haven't been really good reviews for any of the Apple TV shows. Which is a shame. Um, it's a shame. Because I was excited about I make well, I still am. I'm gonna watch it. Um I'm excited about Dickinson. I, I know, you know. That's the one. Emily Dickinson, even, like, but,
0: come on. I know. That one looks fun if it was about anybody other than Emily Dickinson, but I just oh like no. the purest in me is like Listen, she can be interesting without being like every other, you know, rebellious star of a teen show. You know what I mean? True, and so true. Let her be depressed. Right. Give us <laughs> Let her be gothic. Right. Give us our gothic introvert queen, please. But you know God. we'll see. I'm still um, like I'm still, you know, I'm not saying no, but I'm saying not yet, I think.
1: Yeah. Agreed. And you know what? Disney Plus is coming. Not only with the Mandalorian, but it's coming with all of those all of the Disney bomb all Disney of the Channel Disney Channel movies. movies. Oh my gosh! I feel like God. oh, Ugh. we should do Brink. we need to do some we should do, we we do an episode do some, about this or something. Yes,
0: of something about Disney Channel movies. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Okay. Brink yeah, is so good. An Brink and Smart House, <laughs> those are the best. Uh, Smart House. Oh my God, Katie Segal. Yes, playing a evil like high tech, right? Smart House. Who would have thought? She, Genius. Right. She was. She was like
0: the Amazon Echo before the Amazon Echo.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll have to do something about it because it's just so exciting. Um, yeah, I'm. Stoked. But yeah, I definitely think put your money to Disney Plus first. Mm. Um, for Mandalorian for the Mandalorian or Disney Channel movies. <laughs> right.
0: Alright, <laughs> right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci-FiWare Fangirls. We've got links to everything below this episode.
1: And until next time, Destiny is all bitches. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding your tail.